Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Final hour, Monday edition, Tennessee Power Hour, recapping the top news of the weekend across the state of Tennessee, Outkick 360, across the Outkick Network and live from the 6th and Peabody Studios in downtown Music City, Yeehaw Beer, Old Smoky Moonshine, getting it done for us. Uh, shout out to Florence, Alabama, Fox Sports Shoals, Fox Sports Knoxville, Muscle Shoals, Huntsville, and across the network of radio stations, we say hello to you. You can follow us on uh, Twitter. And find us on podcasts wherever you download your podcast. Just search out Outkick 360. Uh, hit the Vols win over Missouri. The Titans fall in overtime to the New York Jets. 27-24, the, the final. Um, in what is just an unacceptable loss. Uh, this was, it's very disappointing to see the way this Titans team entered the season and to see the way they lost that game yesterday against a team that they should have treated like the bottom dweller of the NFL. And there are going to be some people in the organization that say, week to week, this is the National Football League. No, absolutely not. Not for all the talk and all the building that you've done to get to this point roster-wise. To go and lose to the 0-3 Jets, a team that will be lucky to win three games by season's end, is simply unacceptable. This falls on the coaching staff. Uh, Downing has a ton of issues right now on offense. No one respects their wide receivers. All this quote-unquote depth that they talk about uh, with Julio Jones and A.J. Brown out, no one is, is respecting their wide receiving core, and they don't have the faith in their offensive line to protect their quarterback. They are in a world of trouble at 2-2. Two and two. They're pointing to their even record and saying, oh, we'll get one back. No. They, they are in a world of hurt, Paul. And they shouldn't have faith in their offensive line. Here's the thing that, that I kind of No, they should have faith in that offensive line. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. The way they're playing right now, they shouldn't have any, any faith in them. Um, the thing that I kind of concluded yesterday, you know, I keep expecting them to grow out of this thing where they play down to the level of their competition or, or that they have a dud like this over the course of a season that had it uh, – Last year against Cincinnati, a bad Cincinnati team that's gotten better now. This is a bad Jets team that, you know, the longer you let them hang around, the more confidence they gained. Kevin Byard talked about that. They knew that. They needed to, to take control of the game early to not let them have that confidence. But this team doesn't learn that. This team does not change that. And I think it's a, it's a – uh, a stamp of Mike Vrabel's Titans that, that this is one of the things that they do. And this idea that, that they're going to get good enough where they graduate out of this thing, where they do that. It's time for us to stop waiting for that. At least until the, the real guts of this team change and the real backbone players of this team change. This is going to be a characteristic of this team, and we should stop being surprised of it. Last week, you were really harping on they need to come out and smother a team that's inferior to them, and we let ourselves buy that again. No, I, I didn't say I was buying it. That, that is the mentality. What they should do. 
contenders in this in this league, if you're a Super Bowl like championship level contenders in this league, they lose games, but they don't lose to the seller of the league. They don't go on the road to the Jets and lose this game. Period. That just doesn't happen. The Titans are not contenders. They are average at best in what they're trying to accomplish right now because of their issues and their inept ability to get anything going consistently and it's offensively. it's a fundamental energy thing at the start. And I don't disagree with Mike Vrabel's, uh, the way he quantifies or qualifies the energy thing, right? I mean, he, he's not a rah-rah guy. He's a, you go out and produce, and that gives you the energy. I don't disagree with the way he assesses that, but he consistently has problems. This team is a consistently slow-starting team. They have problems producing early. And so if he says the energy comes from the production, well, he's got to find a way, and they've got to find a way to produce early to get that energy going. And the longer you let the Jets hang around, where you're dominant early and you only build a 9 nothing lead, you are asking for trouble. And, and you got it. Well, here's their main issue right now. They are running Derrick Henry into the ground. And they're going to continue to do that because that's their only way. Worse than ever. That's their only way to win games. And yesterday, they got him going. He had 50 yards at halftime. He finishes with over 150 yards rushing. Uh, He was outstanding in the second half. But it wasn't enough. They won time of possession. They won the run game. They stopped the run. They won yardage. They won plays. That formula normally works out for this team. But what they're showing us right now is that formula is not always going to work because they don't have a plan B right now. They can't protect Ryan Tannehill. Here's my call to Todd Downing. Figure this out because you are being judged based on what we saw Arthur Smith do. There's going to be a lot of excuse making right now about the injury concerns on the offensive line. Guys are dropping like flies. Three of your guys can't finish games. Your second round pick isn't even worthy of dressing out. Figure it out, because Arthur Smith did last year. They had offensive line concerns for a great portion of the season that we don't need to recap. They allowed 24 sacks all season long. Tannehill's been sacked 17 times in four games, and he's been hit a multiple amount more than that. That is just unacceptable. And that falls on the offensive coordinator. Figure it out. Otherwise, your quarterback's going down. Henry's going down. And here's the big issue with why you can't lose yesterday. Everyone's saying, oh, it's one game, it's a long season. You can't lose a game like yesterday because that loss does not afford you a game in November when Tannehill goes out for the second half and you have to go with a guy who's unproven at quarterback because he's dinged and you need to balance a week where you give one away against an a, a, a even opponent. But, and you can't afford that because you lost against a, an atrocious team in the National Football League. That's why you have to go and handle your business on the road and what was a gift by the NFL schedule makers. And the only reason why we'll pick you to win over Jacksonville is because you have Derrick Henry in the backfield. That's it. He dominates. He dominates the Jacksonville Jaguars. 87 carries for 502 yards in his last four meetings against this team. Tennessee's winning this week, but it's not because of anything other than their best player who, by the way, isn't worthy of being on the field for a third and four or a fourth and four in the fourth quarter, which is also unacceptable. Missed a lot of third and ones also. Unacceptable. Your best player isn't on the field because he needs a breather. They are, they are using every 
aspect of him except for the most critical plays and down distances of their game. And I just, I, I'm sorry, if Jeremy McNichols is on the field, the defense knows it's a pass. He had one carry yesterday. The defense knows you're throwing the football. I don't know why you don't put him on the field. It's also weird to be in a position where a franchise that's never won a Super Bowl needed to be humbled. But that's the sense I get. that This is, this is a top-down leadership issue. Mike Frabel does not need to be going into press conferences talking about tweets he saw about soft coverage on third down and saying, well, you guys are going to criticize me, but we're going to go back to work. We, that's what you're paid to do is go back to work and figure things out. You're paid also to prepare for a plan that with an offensive line that sucks, you can do some different things to avoid your quarterback getting murdered in the pocket over and over again because you have both a left tackle and a right tackle, neither one that can stay in front of any type of pass rush at this point. And I know there's only so much you can do, and that's the problem, but I'm going to top down again here too. John Robinson is the one paid to figure these things out. He followed up one of the worst draft picks of all time in Isaiah Wilson by taking Dylan Radins in the second round, and Dylan Radins can't even dress on Sunday. Dylan Radins is a makeup pick for an all-time bad pick that should be your starter very quickly. And if not the starter, he better damn well have a uniform on and a helmet on Sunday. And if he's not, that is an organizational failure. And I don't know who's to blame here. I don't know if this is Mike Vrabel and some sort of silent standoff with John Robinson saying, you're giving me guys that suck, so I'm not going to play them because they're not ready. Or if it's John, I have no idea what's going on, but as Hutton said, figure it out. Because that offensive line is not NFL caliber right now, and they've got the fifth highest paid offensive lineman in football as part of that offensive line. There are no more excuses. I understand the injury problems. Paul, you even mentioned the injury problems with the Jets. You want to hear who was missing for the Jets in this game? Some of them go way back, so they weren't on the injury report. The Jets played without left tackle Mekhi Becton. Edge rusher Carl Lawson, inside linebacker Gerard Davis, rusher Vinnie Curry, starting guard Alex Lewis, wide receiver Elijah Molden, inside linebacker B.J. Goodson, and their franchise safety Marcus May. That's a pretty damn good injury list too, fellas. That's a pretty damn good injury list. Here's something that's remarkable to me. Derrick Henry carried 33 times for 157 yards, and the Jets made it not good enough. Because the Jets, I think, did the best job I could remember since Derrick Henry's broken out of tackling him at the second level. Uh, C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams did a lot of, a lot of jobs one-on-one, yeah. getting him to the ground, and guys in the secondary did a good job getting him to the ground. And what was his touchdown run? It was one yard. He had a bunch of situations where he could have had a 28, a 34, a 44-yard touchdown run that would have broken the game over open and would have won the game for the Titans. But they found a way. I don't know if there's a blueprint for other teams who don't have guys who are willing and able to do it. They found a way to get him to the ground. And the Titans needed that one big play, particularly in overtime. There was one, remember, he started right and he zigzagged back to the left. And one guy got one strong arm on one leg where he usually, you know, can hop one time and shake that free. And he couldn't do it in this game. And the Titans needed to ask more of him like they always need to ask more of him and with no receivers that could do anything 
And with Jeremy McNichols, who I don't like on the field as much either, but he was their number one threat no. in the passing game on the screens. He's their best option. The only right thing now they the could game. damn do. Yeah. They needed Derrick Henry to break one of those runs, and the Jets found a way to slow down. It's hard to say you slowed down a guy with 157 yards, but they slowed down Derrick Henry, who could just have easily gone over 200 yards. Help me talk. Just talk me through the thought process of an NFL team taking their best player off the field. Or crucial down in distances. Well, I can understand it over four when they're definitely passing. But he was off on third and one several times yesterday, which is, uh, I don't understand I don't at care all. what the down in distance is on fourth down. Fourth down is I want the NFL rushing leader and the best player on the roster on the field. I and they too. took him off on purpose. It's not like he, was, he needed a breather. I think he might have tapped out on one. One of them, Twitter responded to something that Rex Road tweeted that he tapped out, which if he, if he feels like he needs to come out, that's his prerogative. But he needs to be on on more third downs and, than he's been. And forgive me for, I mean, these, the, the wide receivers are backups for a reason. Josh Reynolds is not a number three receiver even because he couldn't be a number one with that group yesterday against the Jets. Um, but on fourth and four, I'd rather hand the football to Derrick Henry on a pitch with this offensive line, which is terrible then allow Tannehill to get hit and throw an incomplete pass to Nick Westbrook-Akina or whoever ended up with it. The guys who were especially bad, Cam Batson was looking for a flag on everything that came his direction, and he's not going to get a flag. And wither Anthony Ferkser. A lot of you out there were telling us how Anthony Ferkser was going to be Travis Kelsey. It's Ferkser season, all of this stuff. And I was telling you, we were telling you, this is not a, a big-time uh, receiving tight end. He's got limitations. Yesterday, the ball came to him on a play that could have ended the game. I thought maybe it got deflected. Everybody's telling me it didn't it get was, deflected. It was a bad drop. I thought he should have He's got to catch that ball. He finally had a chance. He's back after two games out. Where, where is he? Michael Pruitt is a better receiving option right now than Anthony Ferkser, a guy that they happily let walk, by the way, in another judgment error. He's only back because he didn't pan out in San Francisco. I had a lot more faith in Michael Pruitt than I have in Anthony Ferkser right now. But where's Ferkser? Ferk, that's a game for Ferkser to pick up the slack because Ferkser should be a better receiving tight end than damn uh, NWI or, or Cam Batson or Chester Rogers. And those guys are good depth when your one and two are there, not in place of your one and two. They're good threes and fours. It is one loss. But when we come back, I will clearly point out why this offense has some major issues and what the Jets did and didn't do against them yesterday, what they respect and what they didn't respect yesterday as a defense against an offense that was good at pushing the football downfield a year ago, good at getting some chunk plays to help balance out a run game that was extremely efficient. That's just not the case anymore. And we'll dissect where these Titans are compared to where they should be as they go into week five of the NFL season after the loss to what was the, the winless Jets. Now they're one and three overall. A straight ahead on Outkick 360. Tennessee Power Hour rolls on on Outkick 360. We're discussing the Titans' loss to the Jets. Tennessee now 2-2 two and two on the season following the 27-24 loss in overtime. You can hit us up on Twitter. Give us your reaction at OutKick360. We're seeing clearly with Dr. Rolando Toyos and Toyos Clinic, OutKick360's trusted partner for all things LASIK and hair restoration. I had my LASIK surgery 
with Dr. Toyo's. Simple, easy, and it's been outstanding. It was 2016 when I had my LASIK surgery with Dr. Toyo's. Zero issues since, since and still seeing 2015. You can do the same. 800-603-1989 to schedule your LASIK consultation. 800-603-1989 to schedule your LASIK consultation with Dr. Toyos and tell them that Outkick 360 sent you 10% off. Guys, Derrick Henry and the pace that he's on right now, I don't know. Look, I, I get playing your best players and, and right now, and I, I'm on board with it. That's how they have to win. It's bulk carries by him, no matter what the score is. But the, the issue that they were able to overcome last year and where Arthur Smith really earned his head coaching job was in the passing game off of what they did with Derrick Henry. They built off that and play action and hit some big plays downfield. They had three passes completed that went for 20 yards or more yesterday. Just three. This is dink and dunk, and part of it is they don't have time for Tannehill to throw the football because they're two tackles. You can't trust to protect him on the edge. Um, the, the other issue is the receivers aren't getting separation None. because A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are not on the field, and for all this depth discussion about the position, they're very, very average against that Jets secondary yesterday. And then there's the red zone. They settled for field goals in their first three trips, and really two, two things come, came into play for why they lost despite dominating on the stat sheet. It's the red zone issues um, where they're going to point to you know, a, a good red zone attempt against uh, Seattle and you know, point to individual. They're 7 of 16 on getting touchdowns their last 16 trips into the red zone. So that, that's, all, that, that's over the last three games. And that's good. They are 25th in the league in red zone touchdown percentage right now. They were very good in this area with the previous offensive coordinator and, and, and previous setup. And yes, I'm, I'm judging previous years to this year because they've been building to this year. Uh, Paul, that if, if, they, if they keep settling for field goals, this type of offense is not going to win because they, they allow even the bad teams to hang around. You say, and you're, I mean, I agree with you. There was no punch early in the game, but the punch should have been in the, in red, the red zone, zone. on those opportunities. And instead, they gave up sacks on third down in the red zone, and they had a snap over the head. I don't know why they put their backup center in and then had him go in the shotgun. first. I mean, again, I'm questioning the play calling there. I don't know why he's in shotgun with a backup center coming off the bench when Ben Jones is out. Um, nonetheless, squandering opportunities is leading to losses. The other issue that they had yesterday is Zach Wilson. Um, Killed was, him on scramble. Uh, four big plays beat the Titans from the Jets' offense. Well, you were saying that they only had three plays over 20 yards. This has been a problem. This is something they have not solved, these big plays, because the Jets had 29, 29, 30, 53, 54. Now, <clears throat> something happens to Chris Jackson, an injury that they do not report, a habit that they're forming that is pissing me off that's going to be addressed. It's all a big secret. Um, but something happens to Chris Jackson. They go away from Elijah Molden, their, their other nickel corner. They move Fulton inside, and they, they come with Breon Borders outside. And <clears throat> all of this contributes. Jackrabbit Jenkins is not, is not good. Fulton gets beat some. 
uh, Borders gets beat some, and they're just getting abused downfield. Dane Crookshank stops, gets Corey Davis run into him, gives him a shove. It was Davis, right? Yep. Pa- big pass interference penalty there. Davis on the touchdown. Crowder on the touchdown. They, all these big plays that are just too easy for uh, Zach Wilson. And most of them, he's escaping the pocket where the Titans are getting after him a little bit. He's rolling out and making some excellent throws on rollouts. Meanwhile, I mean, maybe Ryan Tannehill doesn't have even time to reset a pocket or roll out. And you can't reset a pocket when there's no pocket to start with. (laughs) Somebody called me on that. But I don't understand why they put him on the move a little bit. He ran really well last week, I think 58 yards. Uh, He was running for his life on occasion here. But I thought they should have put him on the move more. you got to do something when the offensive line is just giving up pressure after pressure after pressure. They can't throw it. This is the biggest issue, Paul, for me, watching this offense through four weeks. They lack explosive power. And, and that is with or without A.J. Brown available. And it's really A.J. that they're missing the most because he's the one that has the most rapport with Tannehill of that group. Um, but they touted, you know, it's not like this backup group hasn't practiced with Tannehill. They, they exclusive. They practiced more exclusive. than A.J. and Julio. The offense we saw yesterday was the offense they took and actually practiced against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in August. And they can't move the football. They had three plays of 20 yards or more. That's third. That, over on the season, four plays of twenty or more. They had twenty, twenty-three passing attempts of over twenty oh, yards or more. Run. Yeah, you're one right. was a run by Henry. They don't have any explosive power, and that's the biggest difference to what they had di- last year when they started five and zero oh, to this year being two and two. And they're third worst in the league on offensive plays going for twenty yards or more. They just they don't do it. So it's all earned the hard way. And keep in mind Long too, drive. this is not a Titans offense that ran fifty-six plays. They ran 90 plays, and they had three passing plays that went for 20 yards or more. 93 plays. 93 plays. Yeah. yeah. And three of them, three, 90 other plays had to be earned the hard way. They averaged on third down like less than three yards per play yesterday. They were one for 11 on third down for third and six or longer yesterday. That's terrible. And that's why they're losing. That's why they're losing even two bad teams it's not because they had injuries and all the No, there are no excuses for that performance yesterday. And again, against one of the worst teams in the NFL. Good teams go on the road and handle your business against this team. And you come back with a win, you, you win. They win 27-24 instead of lose 27-24. Okay, you, you survive the hiccup and you move forward. But by not doing that yesterday, by not handling your business in the red zone in the first half, they allowed the Jets to hang around, and you allow the quarterback who had been sacked 15 times through three games. They sacked him one time yesterday. And where, Chad, here, where? One more thing. Where is the? Let's go to defense now. Rookie quarterbacks in this league. What do defensive coordinators do against them? They bring pressure. They bring pressure. They bogey and disguise looks. I I didn't see that yesterday. I did not see them try to bring heat against Wilson. Vrabel talked all week about how, I mean, he didn't say they were scared, but as much as they talked about it, they didn't, they, they respected the Jets' front, that front group. That was their big talking point in their sales pitch to get everyone's attention about this Jets team. And you would have thought that they were facing Peyton Manning in the pocket yesterday with the lack of true aggressive mentality against that team. They don't trust their offensive line, and based on the way they called that game, they don't trust their defensive backs to cover. 
And when it came time to at least get half a win, to at least get the tie, they need a 44-yard field goal, and they get a damn delay of game that pushes it back to 49. He had hit 44. He had hit 46. He couldn't hit 49, Randy Bullock. Delay a game with no timeouts. They complained a little bit about the spot, but they were up on the line. Tannehill said he gave the leg. Gave the leg means I gave the signal with my leg to Nate Davis, who's supposed to see me give the signal, hit Ben Jones in the leg. Ben Jones is supposed to deliver the ball, and that mechanism is all off, which is amateurish football. Yes. You cost yourself five yards there. You run one more play. You can't complete it. Randy Bullock, short. If he had five more yards, is he short? I don't know. He didn't hit it. Great. But I like him a lot better at 44 than I like him at 49. No doubt. And the tie ain't great, but it's a lot better than a loss. Going back to the defense, what do you guys think Jim Schwartz would have done against a rookie quarterback? Brought it. You challenge him. Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he defensive. He no, not just Jim Schwartz. Defensive coordinators challenged the rookie. He was sacked 15 times in three weeks. Hit moves. multiple other times. And they got one sack on him yesterday. Again, top down. Yes. Top-down issue. Leadership. I, I'm with you. Coaching staff, leadership on the roster, all an issue right now. For there are Titans a lot team. of things in the undercurrent here. Speaking of receivers playing off, these receivers playing off that Vrabel was very defensive Speaking about of today. leadership, Taylor Wan should be a leader on this team, right? One of the leaders, certainly yes. the leader of the offensive line. Dave Vanderpool writes in and says, I want to hear you guys discuss this. Luan was quick to complain coming off an okay game against the Colts then hides in the locker room after his stepdad-like performance against the Jets. Was he, um, was he available to the media yesterday? He was yesterday? not, and I had a big problem with this. He didn't talk last week, and at least when he wasn't talking during the week, they were saying he's available after the game. Now, Saffold's not available after the game because he's concussed. Where's Ben Jones or Taylor Lewan after this game? They leave David Questenberry, low-paid, third-string caliber guy who's playing right tackle, He's the representative of the offensive line on a seven-sack day to step out and take the heat. That's BS. You're a big-dollar guy. If the locker room was open, you would have taken questions. You're hiding behind COVID protocol. PR should be prodding you to get out there. Mike Vrabel should be prodding you to get out there. They don't, they don't, I don't want to say they don't care, but it's easy for them not to force him out there or to prod him or to, to deal with it. Deal with it. You're giving up seven sacks. You're losing to the Jets. Get your big money guys out there. If, if not, Lawan Jones. I never want to talk to, to Ben Jones. Ben Jones says nothing. He's the most uninteresting football player I've ever dealt with. But he's got to be out of there ahead of David Quesenberry. I think he's one. And Jones is one of the toughest dudes, real tough guys they have on their yes. roster with how he's fighting through. Uh, was it a shoulder injury yesterday? It looked like Did that. They, they said that? shoulder. But they, they, yeah, they reported that? that one. They didn't report Lawan's. They didn't report Chris. Chris Jackson's, they didn't report Christian Fulton's. They report the ones they want to report, yeah, not the ones they're supposed to report, which are anyone, I think, that takes a guy off the field for pl missed playtime. And Questenberry, look, uh, not good. Routine, not good. He is a quality depth guy at tackle, and they have him starting at right tackle. And then they can't, again, there's no consistency with the rest of the group, so they can't make up for that because Lawan's giving up pressure off of his end as well, and then Saffold and Ben Jones just aren't finishing games. Uh, Blake Not Benning, their fault. Blake Not their, they're getting wrote, banged up, and they're fighting through it. 
They're just not finishing games. And Blake Benningfield wrote that Nate, Nate Davis kind of regressing. And that may be part of, of who he's surrounded by not playing as well. Or, you know, Ben Jones disappearing for two series. But if Nate Davis is, is in fact, regressing, he's the run bright, bright spot. You would say, oh, well, third year was really good. Third year, second year was third year last third. year, really good. And you would expect him to continue to elevate. He's going the wrong direction. Well, but if Taylor Lewan is going to release hype videos after a win over a banged-up Indianapolis team, and he's going to talk about the issues he had the and the emotions of getting booed, you just can't have it both ways. I, I don't want to hear someone be a front-runner, and when things are good, they're saying a lot, and they're talking a lot, and then they just disappear outside of that. Lewan in the past has come out on Twitter and said, boy, I was terrible today. Sorry. You know, it'll be better. But, but I'm tired of hearing that, too, I'm, from him. I'm tired I of mean, hearing that. I, I just – people are going to say, oh, you can do a podcast and be an NFL player. I don't know. Can you? Because since the podcast has come about, he's not been as good of a player. Well, I don't think he's recording any of that stuff during the uh, year. Either way, whatever's going on satellite of playing football with Taylor Lewan and with him talking, it's getting old, especially when you run and hide – and complain about the fans, and then you're nowhere to be found when things like this happen. You can't, if you're going to be a leader, I'm fine with you having a big personality and being a funny guy and going out there and talking trash and saying things. But when things go south, you got to be accountable during that time and speak up as well. Well, it's the same guys they trot out there after losses that are going to speak on behalf of the team. Also, I got destroyed for this. People don't like this at all. I tweeted out Mike Vrabel on September 12th. It doesn't matter where you came from, where you're drafted, how expensive your suit is, or what kind of car you drive. You've got to prove it on the field. And I attached a Titan social media post from Saturday with their damn fashion show going on to the plane. Everybody hates this. They think I don't get it. I don't understand it. Social media is not connected to football or everything. I'm sick, and we've all talked about this, of seeing their fashion show onto the plane when they then go get their ass kicked by an inferior team. Maybe I'm wrong. They're all sending me pictures of people in burlap suits and saying, you know, what should they wear and how does this approach? I don't want to see the fashion parade when they can't get it done. I, 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 am I, maybe I'm wrong. Well, it just makes them look like... They look like foolish. Yeah, I mean... And the social media team's not getting the coaches' messaging. Well, the fans do love the the aspect of what they show up in and wear and what cars they drive and all that, Yeah, too. the fans um, love more than winning. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying they're mutually exclusive. I, I understand the split of the thing, but they sure seem to enjoy walking around in their fancy well, suits I mean, that's, more than they enjoy getting onto the plane after the win. I'm concerned about onto the plane after the result, not before the result. I, I just I, – I sent something similar also after the loss, and I said, well, important question – how nice was the fashion show before the game? And, and there were a few people. Oh, everyone in the league does this. It doesn't. What do you want to be? That would be my ultimate question to Titan social media, Titan's organization, whatever, because I'm getting a lot of conflicting messages here because Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel's no pushover. Mike Vrabel is a tough guy. He was a tough football player What's he wearing and on seems the plane? to be a tough coach. Regular Mike suit, Vrabel's showing, showing up in probably a, you know, a three-quarter zip no, and I'm some saying khakis. That, I'm oh. saying it's not important to him. No, it, yeah. and this but is, he's probably wearing a straight is, suit. This is where I wish that damn Patriot way would really take hold here because we joked about this being Patriot South when it happened. I wish the Bill Belichick mantra would go, and we wouldn't. I want Titans fans to have a more in, in – 
endearing connection to the team because they're tough, because they're only concerned with results on the field and not because of what they're wearing before the game. If fans actually like that, I would think fans would like winning more. I'm not saying that wearing a nice suit prevents you from winning, but when you're putting that out there as a big focal point from a social media standpoint, I think it's distracting from the message of what John Robinson and Mike Vrabel ultimately want. And Paul, you're right to point out the fact that Mike Vrabel said as much, but yet the fashion shows continue. Is this stopping them from winning? No. Is it a mixed message? Yes. And Let's and get everyone on the same. Let's stop with all that chatter. Let's stop with that, and let's get on brand. And when what you do you say, want the brand to be would be my question. And when you say everybody's doing it, and that makes it fine for you with your football team, I ask you what you say when your kid says, but everybody's doing it. But everybody's doing it, Dad. Is it, is it cool, Dan? Just don't do it. Don't to choose what, what you choose. Choose more carefully what you choose to emphasize about your team. Your coach said it's not about the suits, but your social media team says it is about the suits. Well, the, uh, the, the Patriot way I want to see, how many times did Vrabel's Patriots lose to the terrible teams in his division? Almost never. And when they did, it was a I mean, huge scandal. When they lost to the Jets, You, show, you it showed was up a, and you knew you were winning before the game kicked off. We have no idea what to expect from this Titans team week to week right now. You know, everyone's picking to beat the Cardinals. They were slapped around by Arizona. And now this week played, we're going to hear about how they're disrespected. They, they played a good second half against Seattle. They deserve credit for that. They did that. It was an epic comeback on the road. They, ne- they wanted to hand this game to the Indianapolis Colts 10 days ago or however long it was, Two uh, weeks. nine days ago. Um, couldn't do it because the Colts weren't capable of taking that game. And then go and lose to the Jets this week. And now here's their upcoming schedule. You say one game and they're two and two. I'm getting a lot of this on Twitter. They face the the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Another week where Henry's going to have 35 carries. And we're going to discuss, I'm going to discuss him in a moment. Um, Then they face the Bills, the Chiefs, the Colts, the Rams, and the Saints. It was a gift laid out there to them. And the Patriot way, if we're going back to this example, the Patriot way would be you accept those gifts and you, you know, you push them to the side and you proclaim your win before you even get off the plane. And that's just the Titans aren't good enough to do that. They're not consistent enough. Um, and I don't think me- the mentality is good enough to where they actually buy it. They talk a good game in the offseason about how they're where they need. I don't think they actually buy it. Well, how it's could not true. you? How could you? Yeah, it's not true. Wednesday, someone will say, they'll put eight players out there. One of them will talk about how they're disrespected and people think they're going to go to Jacksonville and lose. Well, I mean, they're, they're going to Jacksonville and winning, and we'll, we'll lay that out throughout the week. But let me quickly get to a theme of the week I'd like to have during this hour. The last three games were close games. Even the, the losses, close. Um, I'm talking about yesterday. And you have to do what you have to do to win. The Titans have to give the ball to Henry 30 times a game. And that, that's just what their offense has to do right now. The issue moving forward now is his, can he keep up this pace? And I, I know he did it last year, and he has 30 more carries right now than Joe Mixon, who is second in carries right now for the league. He has a full game's worth, in some cases a game and a half worth, more carries going into the second month of the season than the next back in the NFL. He has 12 more carries this season through four games compared to last season. So they're leaning on him more because they can't protect their quarterback. 
and he's 134 yards ahead of last season. So he's doing, you know, you talk fashion shows. Henry's at the front of the line for fashion shows, but he gets off the plane and does work. And what they're lacking offensively is anyone else to do that. Tannehill really won the game for them against Indy. So did Henry um, in a game they tried to hand away, but they couldn't do it yesterday because they don't have enough horses that are truly able to be leaned on right now. Three of- if, you're call- if you're the play caller, how do you trust any pass that's beyond 10 yards for Ryan Tannehill? On a fourth and four, he had no time, no time to get that pass off. I know Vrabel said today he wants to see Tannehill get rid of the ball faster. I mean, are, are we to treat him like a rookie quarterback now? Is he Justin Fields who can't, he doesn't have time to make two reads because their offensive line is so bad? Three of Henry's all-time top carry games, three of his top nine are this year. Well, including his top. Let me say this is someone who's been critical of the fashion show. Derrick Henry can wear whatever he wants. Sure, he can. That's the one guy. Wear whatever you want. He's on pace for 481 carries in 2021. They have no depth at running back either. We should also point that out. There's no one else you want to hand the football. It was mentioned today that Darrington Evans could reemerge this week. Not that he has proven himself to be an answer. Uh, But yeah, their secondary running backs are pass catchers right now. They had two fullbacks, by the way, active. This game, if if you're gonna not give the ball to to Derrick Henry on a third and one, I would think maybe one of those two fullbacks would be equipped to get you a yard on a third and one. More coming uh, as we discuss uh, what the defensive coordinators are telling us about this Titans offense. That's next on Outkick 360. Hi, I'm Dr. Toyos of Toyos Clinic. Are you ready to enjoy freedom from glasses and contact lenses? We now offer the latest technology, flapless LASIK. With flapless LASIK, the very next day you can swim, work out, wear makeup. Call our LASIK concierge for a free consultation. 800-603-1989, 800-603-1989. Toyos Clinic, flapless LASIK. See better, look better. Poll question at Outkick360. If you're listening uh, on the podcast, you can go and uh, lay in your vote as well. A bigger failure of the last 24 hours, the Tennessee Titans or Facebook, but it remains down. Big issues. Uh, Lindsey Nance, former production assistant, uh, who now does great work for WSNV in town, she tweeted out, I wonder what all the influencers are doing today. That's such a great question. What do you do? Because you know that they've got a catalog of things they need to post that's sponsored that can't get out there today. Do they... They reimburse their sponsors money. How do, how do they make that work? I would like to be posting my. Uh, I don't think any of the Instagram, Facebook influencers are, on, are even on Twitter. None of that. Well, work they're all is joining Twitter. Twitter. It's a big day for Twitter yeah. because you have to come on to Massive. Twitter to see updates about <laughs> Facebook and Instagram. So uh, here's here's what defensive coordinators are telling everyone when you watch them play the Titans. Um, and, and driving back from Tuscaloosa yesterday morning. I listened to the first five minutes before I got home on uh, Titans radio. Coach Mack will say, they're loading, they're bringing heat, they're bringing heat. And normally the next three words out of Mike Keith's mouth after that are, Tannehill is sacked. Those are the next three words. They do not respect this Titans passing game whatsoever, namely because they know they're going to get penetration against this Titans offensive line. The uh, right tackle's not starting caliber. The interior is extremely banged up. 
and uh, really hobbled. And on the left side, they have a guy who doesn't trust his knee, his reconstructed knee, mentally. Um, there, there are major issues up front. Wide receivers are not getting separation. And Tannehill is just getting slapped around. I mean, 17 sacks, but beyond that, he was hit a number of times more than just the seven. By the way, seven sacks allowed, the most allowed in any game by any team this season. Titans offensive line did that for you. Against the Jets. Against the New York Jets. The Jets. Who loaded up and just brought it. They get you in third and pass, or third and McNichols, as I like to call, whenever he's on the nice. field. I like that one. Third that's and a, McNichols. That's a new one. Hit 14 um, times. Third They and are McNichols. going to bring the heat, and if you don't hit a screen to Jeremy McNichols, Tannehill is getting licked. And that screen was super effective. I mean, f- and, Good for and them. I don't know that they ever figured it out that somebody just finally made a play. I mean, uh, thank God they had that because otherwise they wouldn't have moved the ball at all. Yeah. Not great. And, and Se- receiver separation was picked. That's why that's why they have issues moving forward. And I what, just what tweeted is- out, I just tweeted out, I think I do believe they get back on track this week against Jacksonville. And then, and then you'll have all the front runners take take to the podium. And discuss the big win. Get ready win for that Taylor Lewan hype video. How this being team, released how this team really needed that, and you know, individual performances matter. Great. Uh, there are bigger issues behind the scenes with this team because you, there are positional groups that they cannot count on. We, we've learned this through a month. And the offensive line week failure. Week in and week out. Look, the only element that's changed, right tackle has changed, and Lewan's knee has changed. But last year they played with a second stringer and a third stringer at left tackle. Like you said, what they give up? Twenty four sacks. Last year. And All year. What now? 17. They're 17. I mean, that's outrageous. Not that much has changed. Not that much has changed. But a lot was supposed to change when you take a right tackle in the second round. Oh, agree. Agree. So that's the even, change. Even, that, that's, the, that's the change that has to happen Even as now. is, though, right. not that right. much has changed for it to go so drastically wrong. Well, I'll tell you what's changed is this offensive line is very much overrated, and Arthur Smith's ability to disguise it is very much underrated. And now the guy who's taking over for him is doing a terrible job. Well, Johnny Smith was they doing a lot of it. the chipping. Yeah, and they the disguised helping. it by having some explosive playmakers on the field. Paul, and, let me and ask then you they, this. T- they take their best player off the field. They have no one else. Let me ask you this because you were there. Why is Josh Reynolds wearing a T-shirt that says absent? No idea, but it made for a great lead for me because so much was absent from this team. I'm just so confused by that decision. Congrats to him talking postgame. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was the chosen one, one of the few chosen yeah. ones. But that was a weird T-shirt choice, given the performance from the Titans. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, this, I, I ask you, is this? I, I'm surprised no one's jumped in and said, "Oh, this is just a a, a brand name of Sponsor. clothing yeah. that's uh, very popular right now." Never seen that shirt before, and I really don't understand the thought process to wearing that. After something that I should have asked them. Something to consider just going into Week Five. You know, it was not it was not a a fun week for the Titans after the Arizona loss. You know, they talked about needing to soul search and a wake-up call, slap in the face, whatever they wanted to describe. Last week, Vrabel put the pads on on Thursday. He padded them up because he's trying to send a physical tone and a message, and they went up to New York and did that. So what do you do to get people, to get T- their attention? T-shirt them up. What do you do? Like Walk through them up. They're all going to wear absent shirts? No? That's going to uh, be the pregame? Chad's right. This comes down to their leadership internally. Um. And and, I, and, and, and people AJ, are going to say, AJ and you know, Julio, who knows about them? Like, that, that, that cannot be the excuse. 
uh, this week. But they can't lead. AJ's one of their leaders. He can't lead. My my point is, you can use that against Buffalo and Kansas City. There are no excuses for losing. And if you're if you're truly a contender, there are no excuses for losing to the Jets and the Jaguars. Well, they are certainly thinking that the Jets are better than anybody else thinks they are. That's part. That's part of what. That's part they of their told problem. themselves coming in. That's you know, part that of their defensive problem. front. That is a big part of their problem if they feel that way. I think that's definitely a piece to just their watch what process. the Broncos did to them. That's there's your film study. Look, the team, the, the Jets averaged six points a game coming in. They, they they scored more yesterday than they did the previous they gave three up weeks. Three combined. touchdowns more than that. Three touchdowns more than that. Props to Corey Davis who showed up and played very very well. I mean that. That's how you play against your former And team. who was very gracious and from what I saw from the quote sheets postgame. Going to be a busy week. SEC, Tennessee. We're not leaving. The Titans issues. We are not leaving. We're going to stay here until tomorrow. That's right. Drinking Join moonshine. Join us. We'll be here all week. Yeehaw. All week. Outkick 360 across the Outkick network. Don't block the box. Do lock the locks.